0: Back in studio today, after our bout with the heat yesterday, good to have you on board. Bill Michaels Show, back where we belong, and uh, we do have some uh, out-of-studio shows coming up in the next week, but uh, today, tomorrow, we are going to be here. Uh, Saturday, I want to remind you, we are going to be at a place called Camp Timberley. Camp Timberley, we're going to be there on Saturday. There's a motorcycle ride going there, but we're actually, we're not going to do the ride. We're going to do, we're going to participate down there and do a live stream from there. And uh, our friends from CUNIS, Greg CUNIS, the owner of CUNIS RV and automotive and everything, uh, Camp Timberley is a burn camp for kids, and it was starting to go under, It needed funding, it needed uh, refurbishment, and Greg bought it and refurbished it and has opened it back up, and it is much needed. And it's a great charity, it's a great time, and uh, we're going to be down there on Saturday. We're going to do a live stream from down there on Saturday. So uh, looking forward to that. And then next week, don't forget, a week from today, we're going to be kicking off the week, the weekend, with the HDQ. We are going to be live, we're going to be down at uh, the Harley-Davidson Museum a week from today. So I look forward to that, and that leads us into the weekend and the motorcycle ride and everything that goes along with it and Labor Day weekend. And that's uh, come Monday uh, of next, a week from this Monday. uh, I will be sitting out back, only this time not working at the Tiki Bar. I will be sitting out back at the Tiki Bar, and I will be watching whatever's on that day, and I will be drinking and enjoying and imbibing and then maybe moving over to the fire pit later that night and then drinking and imbibing and doing that all over again after the uh, long <laughs> the long trek leading up to the motorcycle ride. So, uh, that being said, we are glad to have you. The Brewers get a walk-off yesterday. Uh, Packers sweated out, back at it again today. But today, uh, I, today I got up and uh, I couldn't get my pants up. And I'll tell you why. It's because of the return of Paul Jarjian. I'm excited about that. Uh, fantasy football is back. The charge is back. We are excited. Giddy, to say the very least, today. Giddy to have uh, fantasy football back uh, on the program with us as everybody starts to get ready for their uh, for their draft. So, uh, excited about that. You want to get a hold of the program? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You hit us up on Twitter, uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, producing the show today after sweating it out yesterday one Grant bills you can find him at Wisco Grant. So how was American Family field, and have you showered yet?
1: I sh- it was the first thing I did when i <laughs> when I got to my apartment last night. I could it was the best shower of my life. I had sweat in places I didn't know sweat could go, bill. It was in my ears right. it was it was up my nose, but it was it was great. um, we were in the shade so if if I would have been sitting in the sun during the game yesterday, I, I don't think I would have been able to handle it, but we were in the shade and you, you get an occasional breeze that comes through and
0: cold drink. It wasn't mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, I mean, down there inside uh, that that bowl, was there at least somewhat of a breeze? A
1: little bit. We were in the outfield, so we had the the panels were open behind us. Okay. Uh, just on gotcha. the other side of the walkway. So you'd get a, a puff and everyone would go, ooh, right when it would come through. <laughs> and it was also nice because, you know, I was sitting in a group of men it didn't exactly right. smell the best so every time we right. had a, a puff of breeze it would kind of clear that out as well but yeah anytime they was getting wave. up with
0: their arms up doing the wave is what you're saying you
1: well know, not a lot of doing the wave yesterday the dance cam it was pretty subdued people would you know do a little fist bump but people weren't right. exactly jumping
0: around yeah hey uh you missed it yesterday you had just left uh and i don't know if you were listening to the program or not but uh, jeff stoley from Stolley's Hog Alley and Stoles on 109, and then uh, Stacy Gardner from uh, Boondocks, they showed up yesterday with pizza and booze.
1: What? Everyone just wanted to hang out outside
0: yesterday? They, they did. <laughs> they did. People just started showing up. I had my mailman come by and goes, am I too late for the show? I'm like, yeah, oh, by about an hour. He came walking into the backyard. I mean, everybody was just swinging. Everybody that knew me wanted to swing by the house yesterday. So, uh, and I got a buddy of mine, Rick Pomeroy, he owns a, a ceramics company. They do ceramics for cars and car coatings and such. Mm-hmm. And they do it professionally. But um, he he texted me today and he said, hey, are you doing it outside again today? I'm just up the street. I'll swing by him. <laughs> well, that's what
1: Ebo said as he was leaving the studio today. He's like, is Bill back inside today? I think it's even a little hotter. So, you know, if, if it was really about, you know, being a man, maybe he'd be back yeah. outside today. I'm like, eh, I think that was. That was a one.
0: Officially, I think in Milwaukee it was one. If I'm not mistaken, it was either 101 or 103 yesterday. <sighs> was the official temperature? Oh my! Um, when I got off the air, uh, I came inside. I got, oh, by the way, here's something for you. This is how hot it got yesterday. So you know, I mean, you, I don't think you could really see it on the on the stream, but on uh, but you were there. I mean, obviously the the camera that um that that showed the equipment the equipment was actually sitting in the chairs in front of me and when i went to pick up that we have a uh an internet you know splitter and it, uh, you know part of it goes to the equipment part of it goes to the computer and i picked up the splitter and i burned my hand so bad it actually blistered yesterday that's how hot the equipment got so i got a little blister on my finger here today you from, could probably and, you know, not, fry those uh those
1: Robert specialty meats, ribs on a stick—you probably just cook those yeah. right on the sidewalk.
0: I uh, I ate those yesterday after you left. I had uh, two pieces of pizza. I ate the ribs on a stick. I uh, put the pizza in the refrigerator, and I came. I got all the equipment in uh, right away, uh, cleaned up, and uh, ran upstairs and just sat in a you know shower for a minute or two. But I had to go. Um, I had a, an event uh, last night. They did cancel Wednesday Night Live, so that gave me a little extra time, and then I had to go uh, again ride the motorcycle ride because they keep changing construction and they keep changing roads and so I had to go do it again and uh, to, so it took me about two hours to, to ride last night it's about 100 miles so it took me about two hours to do it again last night so I went and did that and I'm charting roads and I'm you know you gotta it, one of the big things when it comes to you don't ride do you at all grant
1: I rode on the back of a friend's moped once and it terrified me <laughs> and it's, it's the only bike I've ever been on so no I do not ride maybe one day
0: uh, okay, that semi counts. Uh, so anyway, when you have a motorcycle ride, the big thing that we pride ourselves on, we love scenic roads. Uh, don't get me wrong, but if they're not quality roads, we don't take people down quality, you know, non-quality roads. So where there's gravel, where there's broken roads, where there's you know potholes or divots or really alligator, you know, asphalt, we don't go down that road. So you got to keep driving it, and then go back, and then drive it again, and go back, drive, find another route, go back. So that's what you do. You don't just go to Google and go, okay, we're going to go here, and that's it. Because if, if people do that and don't ride the ride, then they're idiots. Uh, so yesterday, I had to get out two or three times. And you're taking, I take a, uh, you know, one of those like leaf blowers with me, and you got to blow the road off from rocks and gravel, and and then you make a note of it on your sheet to say, okay, this is an area that could be problematic. So you got to come back. So probably at about, God, I guess uh, on Friday night. Uh, right before the ride a week from tomorrow um it' probably be about midnight one a.m we'll be out riding the ride and taking because you know you have a day and a half to you know kick rocks back up but we clean the clean the route up so we were doing that I was doing that yesterday and Kristen's out buying the baskets and getting ready for the you know to put the baskets together for the prizes and so that was the day uh, so we didn't go to a Wednesday night live last night and it was kind of a blessing in disguise that they ended up canceling it because we had extra time to kind of take care of all the things we needed to take care of for the ride yesterday but so it was a hot one uh but brewers walking off nice now did you stay to the bitter end
1: yeah we did and i bill i can't guarantee you that if that game would have extended until the 11th can't guarantee that i would have stayed past that everyone was uh everyone was very relieved when the game ended and bill at the end of the ninth you looked around the stadium it looked like the game was over it looked like half the people were headed for the exits they said this has been fun but we're going to go now i was
0: coming up the highway Um, And I was passing at about that time. I was listening to the game. And I was passing about that time. And it was, and I'm thinking, and I'm listening to the game, and I'm like, they're in the eighth inning. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll get through here before the ninth, and that way I'll be able to get past, and the traffic won't be too bad. And it it was like the game had ended. It was just a steady stream of traffic getting onto that on-ramp onto uh, westbound 94. And I was like, wow. Then again, I thought to myself, you know what? If I've been sitting there for eight and a half innings, I'm probably, you know, I'm probably pretty shot, too. I'm probably like, let's get the hell out of here. We'll listen to it on the way home. So, yeah, when, when the when the game finally ended and the Brewers walk it off and I'm listening, there really wasn't a lot of crowd noise. It was like one dude in the background going, okay, thank God, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, All
1: right, now it. we can go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now we can go, yeah. So, um, so anyway, um, Good for the Brewers. They get the two-game sweep. They continue their win streak. In the meantime, the Green Bay Packers uh, back in the practice field. We're going to hear from Jordan Love today. Uh, And who else do we have today, Grant?
1: We got Charchi. And I'm trying to get somebody from the Brewers or with the Brewers, but it's it's their off day. So everyone who's involved with the Brewers, they don't want to do Brewers things today. They don't want to do anything. So we got Charchi. Uh, Going to get some Packers audio as as we're wrapping up kind of training okay. camp,
0: and I'm I'm trying I just to. I thought we had somebody, somebody else, and I wasn't 100 sure. I know tomorrow we're loaded. Yes, tomorrow we're loaded because we're gonna. Uh, i I'm, we're trying to get Jim Trado on, either Jim Trado or our buddy Steve Zotke because uh, the Craftsman. There's NASCARs coming back to the Milwaukee Mile, which is somewhat historic, and it's it's being pretty much overlooked in the state of Wisconsin, but it's coming back. So we got to get somebody on to talk a little racing. We got Brian Billick coming on tomorrow because uh, he can't make it today, but he's gonna be here tomorrow. and uh, he's gonna be joining us. Mike Clemens will be here tomorrow. So uh, you know we, we got a lot of stuff going on and uh, we're gonna continue our look around the NFC North. So we're getting ready for that. Uh, so we got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff happening. so uh, so hang out with us. Um, so the Brewers get the win and I, I will the real Willie Adams please stand up, right? I mean, he was—he's raking right now. Now, can we say he's back? I was getting that question yesterday, by the way. I stopped over at Peeper Electric because I had to do some stuff for Fisher House, and uh, Wade Roberts is one of our board of directors, and he works at Peeper Electric, so I had to drop some stuff off over there. And I—I I pulled around back, and there was a couple of employees sitting there, and one of the guys looks at me and says, "You won't say Yelich is back, but is—is is Adamus back? Because he was—he was raking." So I don't. What what constitute you know when you say somebody's back? Who what what constitutes being back in in your eyes, Grant? Well,
1: man, we just finished this couple year long process with Yelich. It felt like now we got to start it over with Willie Adonis. Right? Craig Council said after the game last night, and maybe this is a good place to start with this conversation, Bill. Craig Council said in his press conference yesterday, it's not fair to Willie all the time. But how Willie goes, this offense goes. When Willie hits, the rest of the offense does very well. And when he doesn't hit, the offense struggles. And Craig said, it's not fair to Willie. That's just how this team seems to work. So if Willie is hitting, he's got five RBIs, or he's got, I should say, RBIs in his last five games. And the offense, mm-hmm. what do you know, looks way better. So when Willie is contributing and kick kickstarting the rest of the offense, I think that's the Willie Adamas that the Brewers need, and maybe that means he's back. Maybe he doesn't need to be hitting homers, although he's been doing that too. He just right. needs to have some offensive success to get the rest of the offense going because, as Craig Council said, that's kind of how this team works.
0: Well, what does it say about this team, the fact that this is a guy that we've talked about being in a horrific slump, but yet he leads your team in homers?
1: Well, they, don't, they, they don't have the one prolific home run hitter. They have a lot of guys who hit some home runs, like Contreras, right. you know, around. They have a lot of guys who are 15-ish to 20-ish home runs. They don't have one guy who's hitting 40 bombs, you know?
0: Right. So, I I, the, I I could be wrong on this, and if I am, please forgive me, but I'm driving along yesterday, and they said, when Willie Adamas has a multi-hit game, the Brewers are something like 13-4. and four. And... Which I was like, wait, what? Well, that would mean that, one, he's contributing in cl- clutch situations, and the people then around him. In other words, the position the, – I, I contributed not so much to just the fact that he's hitting, but the fact that they've left him in a position of prime RBI capability. So when Willie is hitting, he's driving in the runs for the guys that are around him. So when he's not, that means – that the guys around him are either getting on and he's not driving them in, or the guys around him aren't getting on and neither is he. You know what I mean? But when Willie hits and he's got a multi-hit game, I think it was like thirteen and four, some ridiculous number like that. But when he, um, but when he does that, it. Uh, when he gets a multi-hit game, it's it's like Willie Adamas is is the igniter.
1: Well, so. think back to 2021 when they traded for him. He got here, Bill, and it was this instant shot in the arm of energy and personality and his hitting kind of spread to everyone else. Like, really, since the day he arrived in Milwaukee, he's been that igniter for this offense. And, and Craig Council, I love that he pointed out, it's not really fair to Willie because it's You know, you can't put the slump of an entire offense on one guy when he's not hitting well, and that's been Willie's situation this whole season, but that's how it's been really since he got here from Tampa Bay.
0: Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. I know for people that are uh, usually watching on YouTube, YouTube is not hooked up today for whatever reason, so we're going to reset everything when we go to break, so hang in there, and we'll come back. We'll pick up where we left off, talk a little Brewers baseball. We'll get into some of the stuff regarding the Green Bay Packers. we got fantasy football coming up. What is that, uh, 2... Two hours and fifteen minutes from now. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, charges at noon. So I you're, at do, noon, you're noon. better at doing math on the air than me.
0: Noon. Much better. Oh, okay. Well, then less than two hours. Uh, an hour and forty five minutes. So okay. Charge you. His old slot was twelve thirty. So if we got if we got charged for a full 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 segment at noon every Thursday. Phew, oh, my pants are even tighter today. That's spectacular. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. yesterday, I have to admit, it stayed right at 70 degrees, and uh, it wouldn't have been had this been last year because uh, the patio door downstairs would have allowed the heat in, which would have then filled the great room and then leaked up through the house and kept the air conditioning unit running all day, and it didn't, and that's because of our friends at Pedal Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and I've been talking about them for a long time, keep the heat out, the cool in, vice versa in the wintertime. And our friends at Pella, they they get it done. You can bundle right now too, which is kind of cool actually. And I was driving along, I saw some of the Pella windows and doors signs, and you can get windows for as little as thirty five bucks a window, uh, when you start to you know the payment process and all that kind of stuff. So you can finance them. There's different types. There's the Impervia, which is as strong as fiberglass or stronger. They've got three different types of wood windows. They've got the vinyl windows. Something for everybody. Something for every budget. But they all are tremendous. They all add value to your home. You can uh, do different hardware. You can do different innovations like a slider window, the roll screens, the hidden screen. I mean, there's so many different things that Pella offers, and I can go on and on. But uh, I was – yesterday I thought to myself, oh, this is not going to be a good day. I just, you know, I don't know if – I don't know if the air conditioning is going to keep up. And it did, and it's all because of those new windows. I was really surprised. i got to be honest. It was a a pleasant surprise. And if that's not – the ultimate testimonial for how good those Pella windows and doors are. I don't know what is. So Pella windows and call them. I mean, economically, boy, so good. So good. And uh, they just uh, start taking down the uh, taking down the uh, thermostat in your home, which is awesome, which uh, ultimately saves you money. That's our friends at Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-Pella-W-I. That's 855-Pella-W-I uh this was from uh, kathy kathy says uh, i was at the game yesterday sat in the sun they would not allow me to bring my umbrella and remember yesterday we were talking about this that uh, uh that you should at least be allowed to bring umbrellas in if they're small she said they would not allow me to bring my umbrella in to keep shade on myself and my kids uh, because it would interfere with others visibility towards home plate so they made me take it down two to three times Yeah, It is what it is. You know, I guess if you're going to sit in the sun and you're going to get hot, you walk back underneath the overhang and you get in the shade for a little bit and then you come back down to your seats. (laughs) I said yesterday, though, if you're going to do anything, the one thing you should do, take a towel. Take a towel. And the reason why, so you can at least sit on the towel and not on the hot seat. So if you got up and your seat was in the sun, at least you could throw a towel or something over it. And, And that way when you sat back down, you didn't have skin stick to the seat. But... Yeah, it's, they don't usually allow you to take umbrellas in. Um, I, I mean, I know, oh, God, um, we had some friends of ours who had a suite at the beginning of the season, and it was raining, and they did allow us through the suite entrance to take the umbrellas in. I don't know what the policy is. I, I couldn't honestly tell you. So I if, if they normally do, so be it. I, I don't know. But, yeah, there was a... I, I, I guess there were people that wanted to take them in yesterday and weren't allowed. Okay. Uh, you didn't have that. Did you guys grill out yesterday? Did you guys tailgate yesterday, Grant?
1: Oh yeah. Oh. Did you? Oh yeah. It was it was sweaty. <laughs> we grilled. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Burgers, brats. You know the whole shoot and match. Uh, right. We had a, a plate of cookies too that someone brought, and it was great, Bill, because we left those cookies out in the sun, and it was it was like fresh baked cookies all day because they stayed a little right. melty and hot. So right. they had its advantages, to the heat, but mostly it just sucked, mostly.
0: <laughs> uh, David said, geez, I'd be PO'd if somebody had an umbrella in front of me. No way. Uh, and it's a small one, David. I'm not talking about the big golf umbrellas. I'm talking about those little small pop-ups, just enough to put some shade over your head. And I'm talking about keeping it down next to your head, not sticking it way in the air so it blocks everybody's visibility. So, let you know, I, I, I get it. I would not want to sit in front of somebody that's got an umbrella out and I can't see the field, I 100%. So I understand that. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can uh, find us there. Uh, this one, is, who is this one from? This is from Jake. Jake says, uh, oh, this is our, our guy, Jake, that writes in damn near every day. He says, uh, Hey Bill, hot one at the ballpark yesterday. Uh, did not see Grant taking his shirt off. Remember you had mentioned taking your shirt off yesterday the shirt said, did shirt? stay on all day it i just did stay on? yeah it just got sweaty and i'm like screw it i'm just did, i'm gonna keep it on. okay he said did not see grant taking his shirt off i uh, i however did sitting in the upper deck uh, in the sunshine most of the day until finally the shadows after about two o'clock uh overtook us uh great game yesterday willie adamas is indeed back okay what constitutes back I mean, I, I guess it's just merely an opinion thing. I get it. But what constitutes back? You know? That's, that's what I want to know. Um, he goes on to say, uh, great game, and the Brewers are hot right now. Pardon the pun. Uh, I just don't think the Cubs are going to be able to catch them. They're going to win this division now. Whether they can put it together against the Dodgers and the Braves is yet to be seen. But what a terrific season. And it's a bummer that uh, Craig Council has not signed yet. I think we're all going to hold our breath come 2024. I, I, you're not going to wait till 2024. I can't imagine. I think at the end of the season, no matter what the season, how the season ends. I um. Now this one, this is from Justin. Justin says, uh, do you, and he asked me this yesterday. So I'm, this is now pertinent to today's comment. But he said, if the Brewers should win the World Series, do you think Craig Council then calls it a career? Yes. Because he will have accomplished what he wanted to do. He's not only the winningest manager in Brewers history, but then he would bring a world championship. To, you have nowhere to go but down. You have nowhere to go but down. So I would say Craig would then say, okay, I won two as a player, one as a manager. I can now go watch my kids play baseball. I, I, I would think so. I mean, it's energizing, don't get me wrong, but I would think at that point in time Craig would probably, and I don't know Craig well enough to say, yes or no, but if you're if you're contemplating not coming back now and probably what's tugging at your heartstrings is, man, a couple of pieces here and there, and we could be a team of, uh, of championship leisure. We could be right there because we have the pitching. We'll see what happens in the offseason with Burns and then blah, blah, blah. But I got to think that if they don't win it, that's going to be what's pulling at his heartstrings. But say they win it, he will have accomplished everything he wanted to do. He won two as a player, one as a manager, won it for his hometown ball club. What what else could he possibly do? Now right off into the sun sunset, sunset and go watch your kids play. Go go enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. Go enjoy the money you've made, the family you have. You're still young enough to do whatever it is you want to do. <sighs> yeah. I mean, unless you're, you know, obviously guys that are competitive are greedy. You want to you won one, you want to win two. Would there be a more
1: interesting baseball resume, Bill, than Craig Councils if he were able to win this World Series, which is a long shot? But he would have won as a player for the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, and then as a manager for the the Brewers, the Diamondbacks, and the Marlins. Find another baseball person, player, manager, whatever, who could put that on their resume. That would be wild. Yeah,
0: I don't know... I don't know, and somebody would have to look it up because I don't have it off the top of my head, how many managers won rings as players for multiple teams and then again as a manager. So, I, I and I don't know. I don't know what that what that answer is. Did Tony LaRosa win a ring as the manager of the Oakland A's? Do you know? I don't know off I'm the top to think, of my head, but I'll look cause it up. Because Sparky real quick. Anderson won with Cincinnati and Detroit in both leagues, but he never won one as a player. Lasorda won with the Dodgers, but he never won one as a player. And I'm trying to think of managers that have these long storied careers as both players and managers that have won, and I don't know. LaRusa won in 89 with the A's.
1: Uh, after yeah. being with the White Sox for ten years, and then again in 2006 and 2011
0: with the Cardinals. Okay, with the, with the Cardinals. Okay, so he did win in both leagues. Okay, but I was just, I'm trying to think of guys that won rings as players and then as managers.
1: What about Dave Roberts?
0: Did he win as a player? Can't. Remember.
1: That's a little bit before my time. But I know the Dodgers right. won in 2020, and and we kind of I forget about that World Series a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. What about Lou Piniella? Lou Piniella playing for the Yankees. And then one is the Reds manager. And, um, man, I'm just trying to think of managers that were more prolific as players and then became managers. That, that's a great question. I don't know. Um, anyway, but the other aspect of that is, if you want to take it a step further, how many of them are also winning championships, if indeed council should win one, for the Brewers? with the hometown team that they grew up watching and working for. I mean, because don't forget, you know, Craig worked with the Brewers when he was a kid because his dad was a part of the Brewers organization. So, boy, that you, you talk about a storybook ending, if indeed that should happen. But I would, I would almost, I would hate to say guarantee, because I, but I would almost guarantee if, the Brewers won the World Series, then Craig would say, you know what, it's been great. I've done everything I wanted to do in both playing career and managing career. And We brought the Brewers the first World Championship ever, my hometown, and he could ride off into the sunset. And that man would never buy a cocktail in his state again. (laughs) And remember, I think if I'm not mistaken, he scored the winning run in one World Series and got either a base hit or a sack fly in another one to win it. So I mean, he was a part of the actual win. It wasn't like he was just some piecemeal player. I mean, he was—he scored one, and I think he had the base hit to win one. I think the base knock was for the Diamondbacks, and he's or no, I'd have to go back and look. But he was like integral in both World Series wins. So then to t- turn around and come back home and win one with the Brewers. Oof. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to do so. Um, Alex Cora, Mike Socia, Joe Girardi, and Lou Pinella all won. Joe Girardi, I forget about. I forget about. Um, I forget about that. Yeah, I remember the A's because the A's going back when or when uh, when Tony La Russa was the manager of the A's. Remember, I think it was the A's were going for back-to-backs, and it was when they ran into, ran into Lou Piniella. And that's when Cincinnati was really not a great team. They just had really good pitching. They ended up with the Nasty Boys. They ended up going wire to wire and and swept all the way through the postseason. So uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back, uh, get into a lot of different stuff. Jordan Love spoke yesterday. You want to hear some of that? Uh, we got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang—they can do your floor, whether it's a garage, a basement, rec room, whatever it happens to be. They did my gym here at the house, and everybody that walks through the the house tour looks at the floor and goes, "Oh my God, what a cool floor!" They did it. And uh, whether it's polyurea coating, epoxy coating, whatever it happens to be, they can do it for you. And they're based in Wisconsin, which is important because there have been more than a few. And some of my friends have used other companies, and they're not based in Wisconsin. So when you have a problem, they can just say, tough. And you really can't do anything about it. You can't sue them because they're based in another state. And uh, Sean is right here. So if you have a problem, Sean's right there to to help you fix it. He's actually fixed more problems from other companies uh, for friends of mine than some of these other companies have actually come back to guarantee their work. So... Sean does great work. 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I tell you what, uh, (laughs) it might even be too hot to be out on a boat, but I know if you've got like a pontoon or something, you've been running around, like yesterday was the day there was a lot of people that just said to hell with it and uh, took off work. They either uh, went to a pool, hung by a pool, took the boat out, jumped in the lake. It was just one of those days today, too, for that matter. I know it's going to get a little cooler over the weekend, but uh, if you are looking for a boat. Uh, They still have great deals on 2023s, the 2024s are coming in. They have used vehicles as well when it comes to boats, pontoons, fishing boats and such. That's our friends at Skipper Buds. Boat sales, service and storage, they can do it all for you. And my buddy Todd is the GM. Todd's the GM of the one out in Pewaukee and I just drove past there, I don't know, a couple days ago. And I I was amazed at how many unwrapped, brand new pontoons they still have sitting on the lot. So if you're looking for an end-of-season deal, man, now's the time to go. Go get one and, uh, and check it out. But, uh, and all different sizes, too, from 22 all the way up to 32 feet. I mean, whew, some of those pontoons are huge. Uh, but they have them all. And uh, they have the, uh, the used, trade-ins and such, but they also have brand-new ones. I can't get over pontoons. Pontoons used to be a seven to $10,000 purchase. You know, you probably have a 75-horsepower motor on the back. And you were cruising the lake and you were just enjoying the sun and the fun. And you know, you just got out to your spot and then you jumped in the water. There's a ladder off the side. That's what pontoons were. Now, holy crap, some of these things. Um, I saw on a Boat Trader a Bennington with two with twin six hundred horsepower engines on the back, completely loaded, thirty four feet, I think it was what like three hundred grand for a pontoon boat tritune tritune but i'm like holy mackerel but whatever it is you're looking for they got it skipper buds 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. 262 but, uh, but yeah pontoons man they used to be they used to be they, they, they were kind of the multi-purpose boat yes you could go out you know you could go out you could swim off of them if you, you know the kids were sitting on the end you could go fish off of them you could put a trolling motor on the back and now there's, like, these luxury things. Hey, uh, you know where Lake Cumberland is, by chance, Grant? Uh, is it up in Cumberland, Wisconsin? No. I know where Cumberland is. No. Okay, then it, no, it I don't. It is down on the uh, Kentucky-Tennessee border. Oh. oh, It's huge. It's massive. And they have a thing called the Thunder Run, where boats, these these offshore racers, these huge, huge boats, they bring them all in, and they do a thing for charity, and it's called the Thunder Run. And they run from one end of the lake to the other. and uh, And they just, I mean, it's just massive now they have a category in the thunder run for pontoons and some of these pontoons will do like 90 miles an hour jesus and it's it's first of all if you're going to put twin 600 horsepower engines on the back of your pontoon if your pontoon because if you've ever been on one that really goes fast pontoons dig so once they dig into the water, they dig into the water, man, because it's just a flat board. So if they dig in, they just keep going. I've always wondered, what the hell happens if a pontoon ever digs in at 80 miles an hour? I mean, you'll snap that thing in half. But people have, people are buying them. Man. You were... Uh... And- you were talking about pontoons. You made me think of John
1: Candy and the great outdoors. And he's like, oh, it's yeah. great. You know, the kids can fish <laughs> off of it. You bring the grill. And then Roman shows Cru- up with Cru- Suck My Wake. Cruise
0: the lake. Yeah, cruise the lake in style. Yeah. Cruise the lake in style, you know, in comfort. And then, yeah, Suck My Wake shows up, which just looks awkward. It looks like they're sitting on a on a door with a motor on it. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you this. Um a pontoon and I I uh my buddy uh was just down there his, his my buddy Scott from Cincinnati his brother actually has a house on Lake Cumberland they were down there and uh he said yeah some of these pontoon owners that have these twin engines they're like wow well, you know it's great for you know great for you know tubing it's like you got 1200 horses how fat is your kid <laughs> you know come on man great for tubing you're going to snap the rope and kill the kid so, anyway yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh 867 seven 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 eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free, to go ahead and do so. Um uh, Ryan says council had a sack fly in one game, scored the winning run, and reached on an error in game seven, and Euchre was actually the color commentator in that game. There you go. I knew he was a part of both wins when it came to scoring runs in some way, shape, or form. So I, I remember that. Um, anyway, that being said, uh, so look, uh, and I don't know where else we want to go with the Brewers discussion, but, you know, the whole Willie Adamas thing, and I'm getting a whole bunch of people that are kind of, you know, kind of chiming in on this now. Uh, Willie, you know, look, he doesn't need multi-hit games every game to to the end of the season for him to be back. I mean, he you can just swing out of his funk. And sometimes... Sometimes it just – you start to feel it again. It just goes away, and you struggle, and then you start to feel it again. And it, there's an energy. There's a – you know, Tim Allen and I talk about this all the time, that in baseball, everybody's into the sabermetrics. Yeah, you know, lefty-righty matchups and, you know, launch angles and exit velocities. And I thought Bill Schroeder had a really good point the other day when all those little seeing-eye ground balls, uh, the, the five straight base knocks uh, in the game the other night uh, against the Minnesota Twins – when he was talking about you know the the exit velocity uh, of a lot of these you know a lot of these base hits and they're just little tiny seeing eye choppers and Bill said the same thing that we've talked about is like all this crap this sabermetric stuff that you have to have is overrated if you're just putting the ball in play and you're finding holes that's all it's about so for the Brewers sometimes that's all you need you don't need to you don't need the bombers like we talked about you don't need a consistent 40 home run hitter and that big threat in the lineup, you just need decent hitters that can get on base and find the openings. But for a guy to be back, it just has to be consistency. Sometimes there is there is something to baseball via energy. And I know the Sabermetrics people hate it when you say that because they don't believe in it. But there's something to it to where you just feel good. You just feel like... I'm seeing it again. I, I've, I'm. It's not that you're getting your pitch. It's just that you're seeing what's coming, what's being thrown to you. You, you, you find your swing. It's kind of like when you play golf. We've all been there if you've ever played golf, and you, you have nine holes or ten holes or twelve holes or uh, two rounds in a row that are really good, and you're like, wow, I really found it. I feel good. And the next couple of times out, you just feel awkward. You just can't get your swing. The same thing in baseball. Same thing. We talk about it with. You know, a kicker in the NFL back when Mason Crosby just was off. He just said, my swing was off. And sometimes it's just a matter of getting your swing back. And that's that's what it takes. And maybe, you know, Willie Adamas is starting to feel it again, starting to get the, the swing back, so to speak. So you just hope. You just hope. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going uh, to hear from Jordan Love. He spoke to the media yesterday. So we're going to hear a little bit out of the Packers locker room uh, as our guy Mike Clemens was on the scene. Uh, coming up in about uh, an hour and fifteen minutes, Paul Charchian is going to join us. We got fantasy football back uh, today, so if you're getting ready to do your fantasy draft, you're going to want to listen to that. So, because uh, I know a lot of people were waiting to hear what what Paul had to say. So, um, anyway, um, Bill, have you heard anything about, from your circle about the Brewers and Pete Alonzo? Um what didn't i read something that matt arnold was in that discussion and decided not to
1: well i was gonna ask i saw it yesterday at at the ballpark i just saw a headline on my phone but yeah ken rosenthal put out some details that the brewers were close they were in on pete alonso but it didn't quite happen obviously
0: yeah um the mets were wanting a little bit too much and matt arnold you know i get it you know when you're a general manager and you're trying to build up your farm system you hate to give away some of your commodity pieces but um, yeah, the Brewers were in on Pete Alonzo. Um, and I, I, I think I, th- God, there was a, a, a tweet out about it. And then I went and read it via Ken Rosenthal and I can't remember where I read an article about it, but it just, it, it didn't happen. Well, let's just put it that way. It didn't happen. It, obviously, it just wasn't something that the, the Brewers were willing to, to go that far into it. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was on the table and you know which is solid i mean at least uh, but i'll say this i when it comes to a name like like pete alonzo when it comes to names how many times have we heard the brewers were in on that guy only to ultimately not get that guy it's kind of like i wish i never heard about it at all right because it's like, okay, just, just another just another deal that the Brewers weren't willing to do, just another hole that would have been filled almost immediately that the Brewers weren't willing to fill. So and,
1: you know. w- one of the parts of this story is they might return to this in the offseason, right? The Mets might not right. be done dealing, and the Brewers might not be done adding. And, and, Bill, we've talked about this, just something to think about. You know, who's to say the Brewers don't get to this offseason and say, okay, we got Garrett Mitchell, Joey Weimer, Sal Freelich, We got Churio on the way. We got a lot of outfielders. We can't play them all. We could package one of these outfielders and other prospect to address an area of need like Pete Alonso. So I I still think it makes sense. It it might work out in the offseason where the Brewers have what the Mets are looking for and the Mets have what the Brewers are looking for. So don't forget about it is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it's um, the whole and the whole Weimer thing is interesting because we had talked about that yesterday saying, look, look, he needs seasoning. His, he, he needs to revamp that swing because it's just it's awful. And the proof is in the pudding. He, he, it's very tough for him to hit major league pitching. He'll, he'll you know, the, the squirrel finds a nut every now and then, but for the most part on the consistent, he's not. And he needs seasoning. He needs to figure things out and get rid of all the movement and all the motion and all the crap that he does and go to the minors and go figure that out and get comfortable with whatever it is he does or doesn't do. But uh, Weimer was a guy that got forced into, and he even played defensively yesterday, in that ball game uh in the late innings but he's he's a guy that he could possibly be traded because maybe another team will go okay there's great defense here and we just got to figure out that that's that awful swing and then maybe uh, he could become that extra piece or chip. But right now you can't do it because you, you're still waiting on Garrett Mitchell to come back. Uh, 877-867-1670. Don't forget about our friends at Great Lakes dragaway They still have a big weekend coming up Labor Day weekend as well. So if you're not going to ride on the motorcycle ride with us, Great Lakes Drag if you have the need for speed, head down there, Union Grove, Wisconsin. Call them, 262-302-2138 for, uh, for all the details and to get some tickets. Or go to greatlakesdragaway.com, greatlakesdragaway.com. And see for yourself still. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Three yet to go. Uh, Jay says, Bill, with the baseball trade li- uh, deadline passed already, how could the Brewers trade for somebody? Well, they're not. Uh, we're talking about the offseason. They were in, uh, apparently, according to Ken Rosenthal, they were in on the uh, uh, Orlando deal, but it never happened. So we're talking about the offseason now. Just an FYI uh 877 ronald says how would dealing with the mets go if stearns ends up there which is a possibility because that mets team that was built this year to have a bunch of success didn't and it has gone down in horrific flames uh all their hopes and dreams of you know building this championship and bringing a a championship to the mets um for this season with scherzer and verlander and everybody they had and it it just it you know their closer gets injured in the world baseball classic and is not able to return and it just you know everything just kind of spiraled in a very ugly direction for that team this season so uh, they started uh, selling off the pieces but uh, maybe it's not done in the offseason and maybe david stearns is the new gm there and uh, and then we'll we'll see maybe uh you know he'll he'll deal with the brewers the way assistant-wise, he dealt with the Brewers back when he was with, with the uh, Houston Astros. Bill, do you think oh, it well. makes more sense to do
1: these trades in the offseason anyways? Like, Brewers it does, we, we thought, you know, the hater yeah. trade, do it in the offseason. We would have been okay with it. Or Corbin Burns, if you're going to deal Burns, do it in the offseason. Right. I, I think more often than not, these trades make more sense in the offseason when they have time to figure it out, and then you get a full season with the player. I just think it makes more sense. When you're not desperate.
0: Yes. that That's, you know, that's some teams that really feel like they're right there. They have to make a move, and they know it uh, out of desperation. So they're the ones that kind of get behind the eight ball. But um, but also, if you're a team like the Mets, and you are, quote, desperate to get rid of some of this salary and start this thing over again, maybe you might have been more motivated to make a deal. But they're looking for as much young, controllable talent, like the Brewers are, young, controllable talent, as, uh, as everybody else is. So sometimes, And the other thing about it in the offseason, sometimes you can involve a third team where you can get more value out of it because three teams are involved rather than just uh, two teams. So when we come back, going to hear from Jordan Love. That's coming up. Uh, we're about an hour away from Paul Charchi and your fantasy football questions. So start thinking of those as well. Bring them to us. Stay tuned. we got a lot more to the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming up right after this.